In over 86% of the world's population, there are currently more women in higher education than there are men. Now, while this is a good thing, you might say, we have to consider the implications of this in the dating market. Yep, because what we're starting to see now is that the choices that women make, you could say heavily skew towards the higher echelon of men, aka the I-value men. That's what we're talking about in this week's podcast, the concept of hypergamy, gold digging, some might call it, (laughs) and a term you might not have heard of called assortative mating. Let's get into it. Hi everyone, welcome back to my podcast. It's your host, Angie. Looking cute today, I have to say. If I do say so myself, looking fly. <laughs> do they still say that? Do people still say fly? I don't know. New year, new me. Happy new year, guys. And yep, new hair. I hope you guys like it. If you don't, that's your problem. I do. I like it. I think I'm glowing. I mean, I kind of look like Beyonce. I don't, I don't know. That's what I think, okay? Whether or not you like it, that's fine. That's okay. Anyway, we're not messing around as usual. Let's just get straight into it. First episode of 2024 and we're already coming in hot. If you use social media or you use dating apps, you would have come across what people are starting to say about what it's like right now in the dating market, how women like the higher value men. Only 10% of men are being swiped on right now. 85% of women are swiping on the top 10% of men. Why is that? We need to talk about it, okay? And while this has been a new kind of conundrum right now, the idea and the concept and the motivation behind this is actually not new. It's something called assortative mating, okay? And it's what fuels hypergamy. Now, what is hypergamy? Hypergamy is the concept that people try to date on their level, which you might call homogamy, and higher, which you would call hypergamy. So say you make six figures, you're more likely to date someone who is on that same level, making six figures or more, making a million dollars a year or a million pounds a year. That is hypergamy. And what has been popular for the longest time is female hypergamy. What does that mean? Women are the ones who practice hypergamy more. Women are the ones who are more likely to date on their level or higher, or they have a preference for dating on their level or higher. Whereas men tend to practice hypogamy or homogamy. So they're dating on the level or lower. It kind of levels it up, doesn't it? If women want to date higher, you know, class men, higher social status men, and men are fine with dating lower status women it kind of levels off but what we're finding now is that women are becoming more and more educated than men are we've not only kind of met up with them we've actually overtaken them we've surpassed them and what you would kind of presume would be the consequence of this is higher education higher financial you know gains or financial status higher social status it's just the way it's always been The problem now is in a world where hypergamy is still very much a thing, but now there is an uneven gender distribution in the education market, 
that kind of causes a friction. And one research paper actually calls this the mating squeeze, the mating squeeze, because now there's less men for these women to practice hypergamy with. Now, why would this be a problem? We want equality, right? We've always said we want women to earn as equal as men. Well, that's where assortative mating comes in. I mentioned assortative mating earlier, so you might wonder, what is assortative mating? It's this concept that is practically as old as time. They want to mate with people that have very similar phenotypes as them. Not just humans do it, even animals do it. Birds, for instance, like peacocks, will want to mate with people with very colorful feathers like theirs. They want to mate with people with, you know, big feathers like theirs. They want to mate with people that look like them and they look as healthy and you know pretty and colorful as their feathers you know and humans do the same thing in humans it's more so physical features like faces um social status and beliefs like social beliefs religious beliefs that is practically what assortative mating is the likelihood or should i say the tendency for humans to sort of want to be with someone in their likeness, not just physical likeness, but societally and, you know, beliefs. They want to basically just be with someone on their level. In today's words, in today's terms, someone on their level. So let's talk about this. I was actually inspired by an Instagram post that I saw. It was a video. It was a lady with two children and she was sort of dancing, you know, with her kids. And she had this so I'm going to put it up on the screen. She had this um, script written out on the screen, which says, you won't feel love for him when you have to work full time, nine months pregnant, because he can't afford to keep you at home. You won't feel love for him when you can't meet your children's basic needs. You won't feel love for him when you're depleted of energy because you're doing the job of both a man and a woman. Dating with high standards is not selfish. It's securing your children's future and safety as well as your own. So if you're being told right now you have unrealistic standards, stop going for the higher 10% of men or simply being called a gold digger for wanting someone with a good job, with the finances in order, think again. Because marrying up does not only mean you have a good lifestyle, it means you're securing a good lifestyle for your kids, for your generation. I can't speak for anyone else, but me, love is not enough for me. I've always said this to my friends. It's sort of a known fact. If you know me, you know how I feel about this. I'm not just picking men based on attraction or whether or not they're good people. They're like, oh, you know, looks don't really matter. Yes, it does. Looks determine social status. Oh, finances doesn't really matter yes it does again it determines social status and your status in society determines your lifestyle determines your experiences your life your whole life is determined by your status in society whether or not you feel like this is fair or you know it's the way it should be it's just the truth so when you're being told to just like think about you know how kind this guy is think about if we'll be good to you think about you know what's in his heart yes think about that too but do not neglect the looks and the finances because guess what? Good guys can be hot too. 
good guys can be rich too. They're not mutually exclusive. The fact that this guy is a millionaire or just earned a good income does not mean that it would treat you horribly. The fact that this guy is hot AF does not inherently just mean that he's a douchebag and is going to cheat on you because the way people try to make it seem now is that oh women just care about your finances you just care about your money they don't really care about you anymore you know all women want is the guys in ice with six figures with a six pack yes because it's biology i'm sorry i can't i can't mess with biology i can't change biology just evolutionarily evolutionarily women mate hypogamously they want someone that would provide and protect them someone that would make them feel secure security is so huge for women and i think men don't really understand that it's not just about the money itself is the way it makes us feel knowing that our man can afford to keep us at home when we don't want to work because we're taking care of the kids that we're most likely going to you know, be left with responsibility for because we're women. It's just the way society is, right? So security in that sense, that's what money provides, security. Security in the way that we feel about our future and the future of our kids. You know, like the lady said, imagine being nine months pregnant and still having to work or you've just popped out a kid and you're going to work two weeks afterwards. It's just crazy to me. It's ridiculous, especially in America where they don't really have good maternity leave imagine not having a man who can sort of afford to keep you at home to just give you that time to rest and recuperate I don't think you would feel a lot of love for him in that moment and this podcast is not to bash men no 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 let's go back to the concept of hypergamy and assortative mating now I'm going to talk about two different things or should I say two different implications of hypergamy and the uneven distribution of education now in the, the world essentially not just in western countries but in the or world. Number one is the impact on the dating market or the dating pool, whatever you want to call it. And two, the impact on marital outcomes or dating outcomes. Assortative mating, apagamy, a pattern of mating and sexual selection where people just want to mate with people with similar characteristics as themselves. Now, these biological and traditional mating patterns are no longer compatible with the current dating market. There's now a mismatch in our preferences and our reality, right? Because what? Less educated men, less social status for men means less dating pool that women can choose from. Because education is a very important determinant of financial success or financial access and resources, all of the good stuff, right? I mean, even the more money you have, the more attractive you might seem because you're using better skincare, you're spending more on, you know, your hair, your welfare, your clothes. It just affects everything and it's directly linked to marital or dating outcomes because with assortative mating still very much a thing apagamy still very much a thing and then this mating squeeze that we're seeing with less available men to mate with which does a less I value men to mate with, less qualified men to mate with, it's just inevitably led to a decline or should I say a poorer dating and marital 
outcome. And this is research backed, you guys. Hypogamy, which is when women date down, is not only affecting the probability of women getting married in the first place, but it's also affecting the timing of marriage and the stability of these unions that we form. The stability of marriage or just couples being together of a union between a man and a woman. Studies have shown that because higher status men have more options, because I mean, we just talked about it, higher education, higher finances, higher status. Caveat, it's not always the case. Education does not directly correlate to income. You can be uneducated and make money in other ways, right? But let's just speak generally. In the general world where the higher your education, the better job you get, the more finances you have, the more you invest, the more you make, all of those good stuff, right? We're seeing that it's the higher status, higher value men that tend to get all the women. Now, because they have all these options, they're less likely to settle down. I mean, just go on the dating app and just kind of look at the objectively attractive men, right? Objectively, beauty is subjective, but look at the objectively attractive men. You're more likely to see in their profile, casual relationship. They're looking for something casual. Why? Because they have this influx of women. They have this influx of you know, potential mates. So they have that choice to basically pick and choose and choose to marry later in life, right? Whereas the lower echelon of men, the ones you would kind of call maybe less attractive objectively or lesser status in society or just take it off the apps, men that don't earn a lot they are going to struggle in the dating market. Sadly so. And now the problem is women want to date up. So they're less likely to be compatible with the lesser echelon men, the lesser status men who are ready for that relationship that they want, right? So there's an imbalance. There's an imbalance. There's trouble in paradise because we're all trying to go up. Whereas the guys that are up are kind of having a good time because they've got all these women pining after them. On the other hand, when a woman practices hypogamy, so dating down below her status in society, she's actually more likely to get divorced. Yep, she's more likely to leave a relationship and leave a marriage. There's actually been a 40% rise in infidelity from the woman. Women are cheating now more than ever and you could kind of attribute that to being dissatisfied in their relationships i mean in this world of 50 50 everything 50 50 and just women not feeling protected and provided for it's just like yeah there are other things that we want in a relationship but if we take it back to the security aspect of it i think we see why women are cheating okay we see why women are cheating because we're being tempted by these high value men that we have kind of removed from our periphery because we're trying to you know appreciate the other values that men have and probably tired of waiting for the i value men to commit right so we're settling for men that we're not particularly happy with and what ends up happening is that we're leaving these relationships because we're not satisfied and that's on one hand that's just on infidelity secondly women who are breadwinners in their family are actually more likely to ask for divorce. I mean, when you think about it, the burden of childbearing still lies on the woman. So when a woman is kind of playing both roles of traditional man and woman in a relationship, it's safe to say she's going to get tired at some point, okay? Because you would rarely see a man whose wife earns more than him and who would 
voluntarily choose to be a stay-at-home dad and voluntarily choose to do all the cleaning and cooking and taking care of the baby, it's not very common. And in cases where it happens, it's kind of like, it's hard for the man to even feel good about himself. I mean, societally, that's just the truth. Whether or not it's fair or not, that's that's up for debate. That's not, you know, I didn't make the rules. It's just the truth. I mean, just look at Simone Biles, the you know famous athlete. There was a video going around on TikTok about a boyfriend practically bringing her down, pretending he didn't know who she was. Fair enough, even if he didn't know who she was, there's a way you talk about someone that kind of insinuates that you don't rate them you don't really it doesn't really rate his wife or maybe he's just trying to bring her down to make himself feel better because everyone kind of knows her and not him I mean no one said of him before he got with her so the fact that he's now trying to make himself look like the catch when very objectively she is the catch is good looking too but societally she is the catch like let's not get it twisted but he tried to put himself up at the expense of her and sort of bring her down and people were not having it on social media okay that's what happens when women practice hypogamy not only are they dissatisfied in the relationship i'm not saying simon Biles is dissatisfied she's probably very happy they just got married but you can see the man acting out you know out of sort of feeling insecure and feeling inadequate that's what happens when women practice hypogamy now Of course, there's going to be, you know, all these anomalies. There's going to be people who are happily in hypogamous. There's going to be women who are happily in hypogamous relationships. I mean, I love, um, what's this guy's name? If you watch the UK Love Island, um, Dami in India, they're a perfect example of a relationship that is working pretty well from the outside, you know, looking in from the outside it's working pretty well with the woman sort of being the higher earner you know even Dami is making all this fun videos about how to get a Rolex because India bought him a Rolex how to be a good house husband that's a good example of a man who's confident in his masculinity who is like you know encouraging his woman who is just there for it he's here for it he's okay with her earning more because he's doing well for himself too you know what I mean like even though we kind of know she's earning more it's working for them he's so fine with it it's like yeah let her go out and you know earn all this money i'll be i'll be fine i'll take care of the house you know that's a relationship where it's working because he is a man that's confident in himself is confident in his masculinity you know he sees himself as a high value man and i think we all see him as a high value man as well even though she earns more so yeah, your finances does not automatically make you high value. There are other things like your EQ, okay, that make you high value. And just the way you feel about yourself, your confidence, the way you come across in society, not like Simone Bowles' husband, again, bringing her down in public. That immediately just makes you look very, very immature, very insecure and lesser value than we probably previously perceived you to be. Now, what is the solution to this? What's the solution to this you know, uneven distribution in the education between men and women and the impact on the dating pool and also marital outcome and dating outcome and all of those stuff. Well, I kind of came up with four outcomes, yeah? Four solutions slash compromises that we can make. Number one, women dating older men. Women dating men who are 
probably five to a decade years older than them or maybe even more because seemingly these men would have had their shit together and quote have their shit together and just be higher earners right so we're gonna move that shift from educational hypogamy with men within our age range to age hypogamy <laughs> so we're dating higher we're dating older and that way we're not really thinking about whether or not this man has a higher education, has a master's or a PhD, or, you know, how that correlates to his income. No, we're thinking, he's had more years in the industry. He's had more years of working, you know, experience. And presumably, he makes more money and has higher status, right? So maybe we as women can look to date older men. Again, don't let anyone call you a gold digger for trying to secure a good future for you and your future kids. Don't let anyone make you feel bad for it. This is biology. This is evolution, okay? It's just human nature. If they try and chat shit about you or call you a gold digger or tell you all you care about is money, yep, all I care about is money. Okay, what now? You care about oxygen because you want to breathe. <laughs> I care about money because I want to live. I want to live a good life, okay? The rich and powerful get what they want. They own the world. They run the world. We're living in a material world and I'm a material girl, okay? And I care about other things, of course. That goes without saying. I don't even think we need to keep saying that at the end of every sentence where we say we like money. That goes without saying. Having money alone does not automatically mean, yeah, I choose you. But having other things and not money also does not mean I choose you because I refuse to live a life of lower status where my kids suffer and I have to work ridiculously hard playing roles of both man and woman. Number two, this we're already starting to see, single, unmarried and child-free women. Research shows that by 2030, 45% of women in sort of the marriage marriage age will be single and childless that's a lot <laughs> that is a lot and i hope that number does not actually come into fruition because that is a lot the majority of women want to be married and have kids but we're just finding it tough we're finding it hard to meet people that we want to settle down and have kids with again because of the old thing we just talked about the mating squeeze right so i really really do hope this does not happen and there are two ways of preventing this, which leads me to number three, hypogamy. Some of us might have to date down. Now, even if we choose to date down in terms of finances, we have to very well make sure we're not dating down everywhere else. This is where the compromise comes in. So let's say this guy is not making as much as we would hopeful or want him to make for us to feel secure but it's fit <laughs> it's fit it's a fine ass man and he has good character could we compromise i think i could because not just money but also looks predetermined your social status so if i can guarantee the future of myself and my kids 
you know, by your pretty genetics, <laughs> your height and your looks, then maybe we can compromise on money. Maybe we can be a polygamist in that sense where fine, I earn more, but you still make a good income and I'm fine with it. So that is number three. And also number one from the solution I mentioned in number two. <laughs> and then lastly, number four, which is number two from the solution I mentioned in number two. I hope you understand it. Lastly, men are going to have to step the F up. I said it. Men might need to step up, okay? They might need to step up to close the gap in education and also give themselves just a better prospect in a dating market. We can already see that there's a rise in nice guys and incels and all of those, you know, terms especially on reddit and just everywhere really and it's kind of sad to see because yeah it's the truth women are going for the 15 percent because they are the 15 percent left that we feel compatible and attracted to you know as much as we're very much feminists now and societally we um we're fine with achieving like men are achieving and overachieving even more than men and the solution is not for women to stop achieving so if you ask me i think the solution is for men to step up a little bit more okay we might not close the education gap because that's not really the point. We're not trying to stop women from getting educated or kind of force men to, you know, all go back into higher education. But we can try and make men step up everywhere else, okay? Even if you don't go to uni or go to, into higher education, in a world where there's technology, you know, a lot of things now are easily accessible than did previously, where how can you learn more? How can you just like do more for yourself? How can you raise your status in society? I'm convinced that maybe 30% of men would just instantly look more attractive if they just went to the gym. I said it. I know you might come for me, but I said it, okay? And men don't really have all these hormones in the system like women do that make our weights fluctuate a lot like men can actually easily go to the gym and get a six-pack <laughs> and they would instantly just get bumped up probably two three steps in the dating pool that's just the fact if they actually went to the gym had some muscles had some you don't even need abs let's, let's be real you don't need abs let's be real but just go to the gym and just look good because when you look good you feel good you can just see the difference between men that gym and men that don't they walk different it's so true they walk different you can tell in the way they carry themselves they feel confident it's that testosterone that they've just built up from lifting every weight in the gym <laughs> you can see the difference and it comes across even when you speak to these men so this is not me trying to say if you don't go gym, you're less of value. But if you're having a hard time, that is one thing you can do to fix it as a man, okay? And that's one easy, maybe not easy in terms of motivation, but kind of easy if you just choose to get that one part of your life together. Because what did I say earlier? Even if women I polygamously date down in terms of finances, we we don't want to date down everywhere else. We want men who still look good. So if you don't particularly make that much, what can you do as a man? Maybe try and look better, okay? Fitness is huge. It's a huge part of life, okay? This is not just about the looks. It's the way you feel. It's the way you feel. It's the way you move. It's the way you carry yourself. And also tells me you have a lot of discipline because you're thinking, oh, I don't really feel like working out, but I'm gonna go. There's so many traits that gym lads, you know, quote unquote gym lads have that 
a positive as much as they might have a bad reputation with being like douchebags they kind of earned the douchebag douchebagness kind of because they have worked hard on themselves and their looks okay as much as we can bash them because you know we are actually trying to make with them but they have too many options so they're not looking to settle down i get it okay because if i looked like beyonce like i said i did at the start of this episode i will be very picky too (laughs) because why would you settle for less when you can have more think about it now my next podcast is going to be how you can glow the f up as a man and as a woman in 2024 so look forward to that in the meantime you can go watch my previous videos that i'm going to link right here